sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions for today about today's episode, ideas for future episodes of Ignition, please contact us. And the best way to do that is email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, that's ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. If you have no idea what tweeting means, don't worry about it. Hi, Emily. (laughs) Hi, Chris. Emily Hoffman is my co-host. Father Dickinson is busy on New Year's Day today. Happy New Year, Emily. Happy New Year. We're looking into the future right now because we're recording. We're not actually at work. Sorry to disappoint anybody who's expecting us to be at work. Working on New Year's Day. I know, right? Uh, so it is virtually speaking 2015 right now. How do you feel about that, Emily? 2015. I'm really looking forward to 2015. Why? 2014 was a good year, but it wasn't my favorite year. Yeah. So I'm just really looking forward to... Do you have a favorite year? 2013 was a really great year for me. Because you started working with me. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Why was 2013 a great year? There was just a lot of really blessed opportunities in my life in 2013. I think I, I got to spend some time in Rome. I got to... During during a certain big event, During maybe. a certain big event, namely the the election of Pope Francis as the new Holy Father. Um, so that was just a really, a really beautiful thing. Friendships that came into my life in 2013 um, that are remaining and, and strong yet today. 2013 was just a good year for me. I go with 99. <laughs> You're old. Whatever. I'm just saying... So for all you listeners who are, you know, over what, what's, what's, what's the line here, Hoffman? Uh, 30? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not actually old. I don't know why that came out. I, I know, but I, was, I just love that your favorite year was 99. Because that's when I got married. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I see. I hope, see? I hope your wife is listening. I, I, uh, no, she won't be. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be busy. It's New Year's Day. Okay. Well, you'll have to play this for I'll her I'll play later. this for her. I will. I will do that. So we actually are going to talk about um, a common thing about around the new year today, and that is the idea of New Year's resolutions. So do you remember, we, we talked a little bit uh, before we recorded about uh, sort of the background and so on. So what really, what struck you when we're talking about the, 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 the background of New Year's resolutions? Well, I just thought it was interesting, the extent of history that's kind of surrounding this uh, tradition that we have in our culture to make these New Year's resolutions that started in like ancient times um, with the Romans, with the Babylonians, Babylon, yeah. with the Knights, all of these different things, these different groups of people. We have record of them around the time of January, they would make promises or renewals. Um, I think the Knights example that we found was uh, a new promise of chivalry. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I had no idea. I thought it was something that was a little bit more modern influence or culture that kind of has snuck into our traditions, but it's, it's been happening for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. It's certainly, I think for some time been a, um, 
a secular tradition, mm-hmm. but but the, at least the little bit of a looking that we did on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wikipedia, every answer you'll ever need to know. Uh, and qualify. I'm just saying that. And qualify, factual, I'm it, sure. Yeah, it may not be, but, but I generally yeah, absolutely. Generally accurate. absolutely. The, the religious uh, origin, the, or, origins, influence, as you said. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting too, that how long ago that idea mm-hmm. started and then that there was um originally in, in a variety of religions there there was a religious influence in a variety of places yeah so. i had no idea so the other thing too that, that we talked about that would be i think just sort of in addition to the background and so on is just i, I thought it was really helpful you, you said what what let's look it up i mean what does the word actually mean um and I, the, the one thing that I, had struck me first is resolution comes from resolve um and and then the definition itself i think there being a firm decision or something like that does that yeah sound? a firm commitment a yeah. firm decision to do or not to do right. something so so before we get into the do or not to do sort of you know you think about when you say you know i resolve i mean that automatically we don't normally say you know well, i think i'm going to do this or i decided to do that but when somebody says you know i resolve to do or i resolved to do this or i resolved not to do that just that language shows the, I don't know, the depth of the commitment that we're making. Mm-hmm. And kind of a strong stance. Even as I'm watching you describe the word resolve, you have clenched fists that are kind of coming down right. on the table yeah. like that. I resolve to do something. It's it, There's something very firm about it. And I think, um, yeah, that that's a, a really unique thing when we think about these resolutions is there's kind of an intensity or can be an intensity to to what we're deciding. Right. Right, yeah, we're, that we're it's uh, it implies generally that that we've put some thought into it, um, and that we're, we're we're taking this in a in a particularly serious way. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. And so, even the second part of that definition, though, to do or not to do something, right? I thought was interesting because I never think of as a, re- a resolution. Well, I guess I, I'm. I mean, I guess I can think of examples where I resolve to not do something or, you know, I resolve to not like, eat a hundred cookies a day. That's a good resolution. How's that go working out for you? Thank you. It's been a struggle, Yeah, but I'm working on it. <laughs> well, it's, it's 2015 Happy now. So. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I like that, that piece of the definition of to do or to not do something. Yeah. And I, I think when we're at the, you know, Certainly, I think with the not do something, it's the new year. A common resolution is I'm going to lose weight this year. Yep. yep. And so that automatically comes yep. with it. I resolve, well, both. I resolve not to eat as much and I resolve to exercise. Yep. Um, so, but the, so that's, I think, a very common New Year's resolution um, that, that, that people make that really entails both the, that both and b- mm-hmm. positive and negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to say before we get into some of the, we, we thought it might be helpful to, to look at some of the tips we can do to make it happen before, before we get into that though, anything else in terms of foundation lane that you think would be good to mention? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Stop asking me all the hard questions. By the way, we should mention, by the way, still, we can still, we've been joking. Merry Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas! It's still Christmas it's season. It's still Christmas. It's what the uh, eighth day of Christmas now. Yeah, or seventh. I can't. I, I lose count. Stay tuned for another episode on <laughs> explaining yes. the liturgical seasons. Yes, maybe next week we'll talk about that. That was That's a plug. A good idea. Emily's idea again. She always plugs her own ideas. Happy New Year. 
so tip, I think the way you put it was tips to make it happen. So, so ideas on how to follow through, and we'll give some examples later, but ideas on how to follow through with resolutions. First of all, by the way, from a Christian perspective, is there any problem with making resolutions? Not that I think of. No, I don't think so. I think it's really actually a, a very Christian and cool thing to do in the sense that I just said it was cool. That was a poor You're adjective. You're young, so that's fine. I'm just young and hip. Um, but I, I do think there's something really beautiful about um, this sense of renewal that comes with a resolution. Um, I keep on I, I keep on getting the image of of getting back up on the horse, right. if you will, and that's a very um, uh, relevant message to the Gospels. I think in many ways, repentance and no more, um, confess, like all of those things are the the prodigal son. In some ways, I think that's a great example of a resolution. There's the sense of renewal of this start over, of this perseverance, of this continuation um, in walking the the straight path. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it's uh, granted, it's it's a it's a secular tradition today, but we can certainly. And a couple of years ago, Father Dickinson and I talked about something similar. Um, so you can look at that up in the archives for Ignition. You can go to sfcatholic.org slash media and audio files to find all the archived episodes of Ignition. Uh, but the idea of taking this and making a spiritual discipline out of it. I mean, it, it, we'll give examples. Obviously, it's good and fine to have non-spiritual uh, New Year's resolutions like losing weight. Uh, but there are other spiritual resolutions that we can make. And we do that sort of thing all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. our daily prayer life, mm-hmm. many, you know, many people try to, you know, I'm, I'm, I resolve, that I'm going to pray every day. That in itself is a resolution. It's a resolution. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, certainly during Advent and Lent, many, mm-hmm. many, many Catholics and other mm-hmm. Christians will, will make resolutions. I'm going to do this spiritual discipline yeah. during this liturgical season. Um, so, so yeah, I, I not only is there nothing wrong with it, I think oftentimes we already are doing mm-hmm. resolutions. They mm-hmm. may not be New Year's resolutions, but we make spiritual resolutions all the time. Absolutely. So some some tips to make it happen, tips to, to uh, as you persevere, and we'll talk about that as well, actually, as a, as a specific thing, to, but to persevere in, in following through with your resolutions. The first one I think is really, it, I, I put it first because for me, it's really important being realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I many times um, have uh, in the past made usually spiritual, but not exclusively spiritual resolutions, and I'm going to take on the world. I'm going to, you know, go from praying very little, praying for an hour yep. or something, yep. um, and that usually doesn't work out so well. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. You know, I always think of that be realistic um, tip, if you will, when I'm making my own resolutions. Yeah. And I typically have to make my resolution thinking that I'm being realistic. And then even from there, chisel it a little bit more. So I'm going to go from eating 100 cookies to 50 cookies. Okay, let's make it a little bit more realistic. I can probably get down to 75. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think like even even as we keep in mind, because I think that's something that everyone knows. Okay, I want to be realistic because I want my goals to be achievable. But I think they need to be even more realistic than we think right. they need to be. We want to set ourselves up for success. Yeah, and maybe another thing which I hadn't thought of until you were just saying until you were just saying that, you know, there's nothing wrong with maybe starting even smaller 
than we intend to. Exactly. The idea of baby steps. Exactly. And growing from there. Exactly. Right. Precisely. So maybe, you know, maybe my goal is, okay, again, giving a sort of a, a spiritual resolution as an example. M- maybe I haven't prayed much in 24, didn't pray much in 2014. So for 2015, I want to pray more. So I'm going to say, I, I really love to pray 15 minutes a day, but but I, I'm not going to, instead, I'm going to set my goal for five or 10 minutes yeah. a day. Or ten or even five, I should yeah. say, because maybe that maybe that goes well in 2016. Then I can build on the five, or, or maybe during 2015, right. I'll get to the point where I can. Rather than, well, I'd love to pray more. I should pray for 15 minutes a day, and just starting there, and you know, come February 1st, like oh, whoops, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Smart, start smaller than you even think you ought. Exactly, because especially I think with spiritual resolutions. As you said, it, this is something to build on, to grow from. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 therefore, there's maybe maybe even more prudent to start smaller than we want to get to mm-hmm. that, than ideal for me right now, so that I can build on that and get to that ideal in the future. And again, who knows? Maybe that happens sooner than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else around being realistic that you think would be good to mention? I think we covered it. Okay. So the second one we discussed was discerning our resolutions. And I think this is important for both spiritual, but also quote unquote secular resolutions that mm-hmm. we should discern mm-hmm. because honestly, we only have so much willpower. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's important to really think through and discern um, what I'm going to focus on this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not going with your uh, gut reaction yep. of, okay, this is what I, like, even as we're recording this, I was thinking, right, is there some examples that I can share of maybe my resolutions for this upcoming year? And to be honest, I have no idea. I haven't really yeah. discerned it yet. I, I, you know, I could have ideas of I want to be more active or I want to be more well-rounded, uh, make my bed every day. I don't know, something like that. But um I want to be careful to really discern that before I lock into something because I want to do something that the Lord wants me to do rather than right. in a spiritual sense. But he he's concerned about every part of our lives. Yeah, true. So, so we should ask him. Truth. We should ask him. We should pray in the Lord. What, how do you want me to grow? Yeah, what's your will for me? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the the, uh, the adage, jack of all trades, but master of none, comes to mind here too. I, mm. Again, the idea of building on and growing from Maybe it's better to start with just a couple resolutions. Um, that's again going back, sort of harkens back to our first point, being realistic. But then, if I can really master this particular area in my life, or this begin to master it, mm-hmm. that'll give me something to build on mm-hmm. to grow from. And the reality there, this sort of ties both of these together. I think um, we get wins that way. You know, we, 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 when we accomplish the goal, we get that much more excited. So if you set something small, so being realistic and discern what God's will is and we, we succeed at it, then we'll right. be that much more likely to take the next step, whether that's a different resolution next year or sometime this year or building on what I'm doing now in this particular area. Absolutely. But I think yet yeah, discerning um, and, and maybe with somebody else, I mean, might even be your spiritual director, but maybe a friend or mm-hmm. a family member or whatever. Um, and that'll get into another another point we're going to make in a little bit. But discerning wise, and any any other thoughts come to mind in terms of discernment? This, as you were talking about being a master of something, did you know that they say it takes ten thousand hours to be a master right. at something? Yep. yep, long time. 
that's a long time. That's a really long Don't time. be discouraged by that. You can do it. Can. <laughs> Yay. Re- just repeat this part of the, po- go, go get the podcast and repeat. You can do it. Yay. Yay. Repeat over and over. I bet our listeners feel so oh, inspired right gosh. now. I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, another point, and you made this point, write it down and put it in a place where you can see it daily. Why? Psychologists say that writing something down um, makes that goal much more um, tactile, much more realistic to our lives. Um, and then to have that reminder each and every day of that perseverance. Um, so for example, if, if you're, you know, you kind of use the example, Chris, of, you know, I haven't, I didn't really pray much in 2014. I want to develop a deeper prayer life. Um, writing that down, um, in my family, we actually write down our, our New Year's resolutions and then put them in our Bible, in our family Bible, mm. just the front cover. And then we go back and review them, which is um, something we can talk about later. But um, writing it down and then we also try and do something so that it'll be something that we see every day. So, for example, um, I have a little app on my phone that puts a little alert every night at like 1030, 10 o'clock. Um, that says, have you examined your conscience today? Or have you prayed today? Um, and that's just a, a really great little reminder. Or maybe you keep a Bible on your bedside table, a rosary in your pocket. All of those things are little reminders that help us focus in on the goal at hand. Um, maybe even if, if your resolution is to eat better in 2015, um, even like putting a picture on your fridge of just fresh fruits and vegetables, I think is all little ways to remind ourselves, okay, this is what, what I'm after, what I'm trying to do. I remember um, it's been February of 11, I came across a short prayer um, written by an Italian priest who's uh, St. Joseph Cafaso. Um, just a short prayer that really struck me and I wanted to make it part of my regular prayer. So I literally put it in my bathroom cabinet. So when I go, whatever, I would go to brush my teeth. Idea. I would reach for the toothpaste and right there was this what little was the prayer. prayer. Yeah. Um, I've got a sister-in-law who who has something on her sticky note that she sticks to her, her mirror mm. um, in, in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. So she sees it every day as she's getting dressed. Um, now, one thing I would say about that is if it's a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, this prayer that I want to pray um, was my and remains my intention simply to pray every day. I found like for a while it, it move move it around. Otherwise, it becomes if it's part of the routine. Yeah. So for me, like this particular prayer for my Saint Joseph Cafaso, I know where it is, and when I reach for the toothpaste now, I don't see it. Like for a long, like at the beginning, yeah. probably for a year, I I saw it, but now it's just faded in the background in a sense. So mm-hmm. so I think it's important if this is something that you want to do for a while, maybe within the twenty, maybe it's a, if it's a goal particular to twenty fifteen, even within the year, it might be good to to move around that that note or however you That's want. That's a to great go. idea. Whether it's your desktop computer at work, your steering wheel in your car, all of those things. Absolutely. So even so you, you you use the example of an app on your phone. I mean, changing the time you mm-hmm. get the reminder, mm-hmm. you know, um, every now and then yeah. sort of surprise, surprise yourself. A little yeah, bit that way. absolutely. Uh, the other thing uh, in terms of how to keep it, t- tell somebody else about it, finding a, somebody who's willing to be your accountability partner. Um, I think, and I found that to be really helpful in a variety of, all, all sorts of people use accountability partners for all sorts of things. Um, and I certainly have found that to be the case as well. What about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's something, um, in us that 
it's it's humbling if we don't meet our needs and what what someone else is expecting of us. Right. And so, in a in a, a great way, if I am asking someone to hold me accountable to to prayer every day or to eating healthier, all of those things. If they're going to continue to ask me, okay, how was prayer today? How did you get your workout in this week or whatever it might be? There's something in us that doesn't want to say no. Right, and, exactly. And part of that, I think, is just our human pride. Yep. Um, but also just this reality of someone else is calling us on. And I think it's a great way to help maintain our resolution. And I think it can be helpful if that person is doing the same thing as you are, mm-hmm. uh, but but it needn't be. I mean, mm-hmm. it can just be somebody, maybe this could be a spouse, a family mm-hmm. member, a, a good friend, somebody, they don't have to be doing the same thing that you are, but mm-hmm. it's somebody who you've given permission to and yep. asked them to check in with yep. you on a regular basis, you know, weekly, probably whatever it is. Um, hey, so how's, how's the thing going? Are you... And, and you know, because you know, they're going to be asking you. So yeah. I think that's using our pride in, in, in the best sense or using, yeah, using our pride so that we don't have to say. Uh, yeah. And I will say I have found it helpful to find an accountability partner that in some ways seems to be a master of the thing that I'm trying yeah. to do, try to do. Not always, but I do think that's something that can, that can be very helpful because it's so much ingrained into who that person is as maybe a master of whatever my resolution is that they're not struggling with it at the time that I'm struggling with right, it in the right. sense. So, cause I think that can be a challenge if, if I'm supposed to be holding someone accountable to exercise a, several times a week and I'm not exercising several times a week, I'm struggling that, that with myself, right, right. then it's a little bit more difficult for us to hold each other accountable, accountable for both struggling with that. But if I find someone that's very healthy, very focused, and and that's so much a part of who they are, and it's bearing fruit in their life and all of those things, they're going to want that for me. And in that way, they're going to call me on to yep. it. Yep. Yep. Great. So the the last tip that we discussed, uh, preparing for perseverance. So, and, and we talked about the, this whole idea of, of setting goals and tips how to follow is so we can persevere in them. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's, it's good to, I mean, if, especially if this is a new year's resolution, presum- presumably, uh, you, you, this is something that you want to do at least for the next 365 days. That's a long time. It is a long time. Uh, so you have to, I think that this goes back to being realistic and so on, expect to be prepared to persevere know that this you're in this for the long haul so it's a marathon not a sprint to use mm-hmm. you know one of the common analogies and just know that there's a you know a good chance that there might be a day when you don't do whatever it is yeah. or you do do whatever yeah. you don't want to do yep and yep. and 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 then therefore be prepared all right just to get back up again and keep on going yep i like how we're phrasing that prepare for perseverance as we were talking about this beforehand we we're, we're thinking of it in terms as uh, of, okay, how do we account for failure right. in this? And we didn't like that word failure as we were talking yep. about it because, you know, you don't want to expect failure. You don't want to prepare for failure in right. that way. But to prepare for perseverance is really um, in all degrees of struggle with any resolution. It's that perseverance exactly. that really matters. That yep. really counts. Yep. So, so going, going to, you know, knowing, even if you're not perfect in what you're doing, don't let that stuff, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. I mean, I think mm, perfectionists, I love that. Um, that can be, you know, for those who, who struggle with perfectionism, like myself, sometimes we can rather just not do something 
than even try it knowing that I might fail. Well, mm-hmm. no, that's that's the wrong mentality. To have. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we have got about uh, three and a half minutes left, Emily. What do you, any examples come to mind? What are, what are things that you've done before that you'd be willing to share with us in terms of New Year's resolutions that either have or haven't gone well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I remember one year making a resolution to um, read more. I wanted to dive into different areas of literature and um, spiritual reads just for fun reads, entertaining reads. Um, And it went okay. One of the things that I think I could have done to make it more successful, though, was to actually come up with the beginning of the year of a list of of books that I wanted to read. Um, And then even to divide the year a little bit, because for me, coming January— September seems like a long ways away, let alone October, November, December. Um, So I think dividing the year up a little bit into, okay, this spring, I want to read this. I want to do this. I want to do this. In the fall, I'm going to focus on this. So that was a fun resolution, though, Um, and I think was beneficial and fruitful in my life. We've given the examples of of prayer commitments. I've tried the like the exercise healthy lifestyle thing. I'm just really bad at it. <laughs> um, so I think I need to to figure out a way to make that one a little bit more realistic and obtainable you know, in my life. And I, I think one of the other things that occurs to me that we really in terms of tips. This is about specifically about New Year's resolutions. I'm and and I don't think I'm completely. I know I'm not unique this way. Um, I don't know if I'm the majority or not though. But oh, it's January first. Oh, it's too late. I should have thought I already. Well, don't let you know what I mean. I mean, don't let mm-hmm. the fact if take the time now mm-hmm. to discern to think about uh, something. And who, okay, so you start January 10th, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, if it's worth doing, don't let the fact that it's already January 1st stop you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because that's something for me, you know, the holiday season, you know, Advent and then Christmas and the rush of Christmas and then New Year's and so on. It's hard to think about what am I going to resolve for the new year mm-hmm. if, I'm go- if I'm going to do it? And if so, what what am I going to do? But maybe that's it, it's fine if it's the first. Mm-hmm. Think, think about it, pray about it, and maybe there is something that you, that we can do. Yeah. So we've got about a minute left. I, do, do you have time? Do you think, could you talk about, you mentioned the reviewing thing, like you, the thing that you write in the, the family Bible. Can you talk about that briefly? That's just been a a family tradition of, of ours ever since I can remember that um, somewhere around the new year, the first or second of January, my family gets together. We have a meal together and we look over our last year's resolutions. And then actually my mother has a prize for, we all vote and to see who was it that feels as though they completed their resolution the best. And it's a motivator for every year. Nice. And, And have you won yet? Um, I think I won a pair of socks one time. Oh, you did! I can't remember what the resolution was awesome. though. No, no, no trips to Hawaii or anything like that. I'm waiting for my Disneyland. There we go. Pilgrimage. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next year. But those are just some thoughts on what we can do for New Year's resolutions. Thanks, Emily. Absolutely. And that wraps up this ignition of uh, this ignition this episode of ignition. <laughs> um, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us at F- SF Diocese using the hashtag ignition with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Lamb Catholic Radio on 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.